The title that I have chosen for today is Open His Eyes, Lord, to See the Invisible Protection, The Chariots of Fire, is the title of the message for today. One of the greatest needs in our time is to be able to see, to be able to have spiritual eyes open to the presence of God and the reality of God and to the mighty spiritual forces at work because we know that man is not we are not existing only by flesh we also exist by the spirit <clears throat> that means that what you see is not everything what you see sometimes you know deceives you what we see sometimes really disappoints us. A man of God is never the one who just is influenced by what he sees. Man of God is not someone who is driven by what he can touch and see. Man of God is someone who can look beyond what he can see. Because the reality is not what you see, actually. The reality is, in fact, those, who, those of you who studied science will know we exist in a very invisible particles, isn't it? We exist in a very invisible particles, all put together become visible like this. In other words, the invisible is also the reality. No one can say that, no, there is no atom, there is no cell in your body. <laughs> but those cells are very small to the naked eye, you cannot see. So, even there is a wave right now, radio wave, can you see it? No. But if you just tune it, you will be able to get 93.5 <laughs> red FM or something like that, right? Why? We are not able to see it, but the reality is that they exist. That is the point I'm trying to tell you. The spiritual reality, the spiritual forces, we don't understand, many of us. So we become what? Affected easily by what we see. And so today's generation is visual-driven generation, isn't it? We are captured easily by what we see. But men of God are not to be those who are driven by just what they see. They will be the ones who walk by faith, not simply by sight, which you know very well, right? But let us try to understand, is this real? So the greatest needs of our time is not uh, men and women, young men and women, young women who are driven by what they see, but who can see beyond what is visible, so that they, they will start to see changes. They'll start, start to influence others. Because if you, if you just behave what you see, you see just like everybody else just like those who don't believe, those who don't have faith. You will see the same thing. You behave the same way. But if you are able to see beyond our naked eyes, your naked eyes, you will start to behave differently. The Word of God gives us an example of God's mighty power and presence over the spiritual forces and the spiritual world. And today, the passage is from 2 uh, Kings, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17. 
And Elisha prayed. Elisha prayed. Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Okay. He was praying. Elisha was praying. Open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes. And he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. You may be saying, oh, what is this? What is the background of the story? What is the context? Basically, the prophet is surrounded by the enemy's horses and chariots. So the servant, when he woke up in the morning, he saw all these horses and chariots, the enemy's horses and chariots. He knows that they have no way out. They are going to, his master will be seized, probably tortured and killed. And their life is in danger. But the law, Elisha at that time, what did he see? Elisha saw something different. <laughs> the servant is looking and saw the enemy's horses and chariots. But Elisha saw something else. What did Elisha saw? Elisha was seeing full of horses and not just chariots. Chariots of fire. The enemy has chariots, but they have chariots of fire. Much more powerful, much more number, numerous in number. Elisha was very confident. They can never defeat. <laughs> a normal chariots, normal horses cannot defeat these horses with chariots of fire. So Elisha was very confident. No fear. No fear at all. He was full of confidence. In the normal, in the normal, when we look at in the normal, you see only the horses and chariots of the enemy. In the supernatural, when your eyes are opened by the Lord, you are able to see horses and chariots of fire. The difference is the chariots of fire. Okay. And much more numerous. Because what happened was, this is the problem with the, the king of Israel and the king of Aram. King of Aram is the Aramean. You must have heard a lot. It's from Syria, Damascus site. Okay. So this, he has declared war on Israel. The king of Aram, Damascus side, Syria, today modern-day Syria, he has declared a war on Israel. So they will keep on coming and invading Israel. Now what? Israel also don't know what to do. But the prophet will say, they are going to come there. They are going to set an ambush there. They are going, they are, uh, uh, they, they are, they are there, okay? So every time this king of Syria tried to invade Israel, they got ambush and then Unexpected things happen, which they could, their intelligence could not, you know, figure out. What is wrong? We are going quietly, so the king was very enraged. Okay, the king was very enraged. The king said, he called all his servants, his wise men, and he said, I know there are traitors among you, among us. Whatever our secrets I reveal to you, you must have disclosed it to the enemy Israel. So the enemy is attacking us. Whatever we set an ambush, whatever we do something, they know. How can this be possible unless there are traitors among us? So I want to know who is the traitor among us. Declare it today. Okay. What did they say? Master, Lord, it's never us. There is a prophet in Israel, <laughs> hallelujah, who always tells the king of Israel what to do. 
This is the problem. Okay. One prophet, one man of God is more worthy than a nation. One man of God is more powerful and more important than the whole army of a nation. Think about it. One man of God, you and me standing, will make a difference and will be more fearful, more powerful. Have you ever thought about it? That is exactly what God wants to teach us. So Prophet Elisha, actually, Elijah and Elisha, especially Elijah, the king of Israel at that time, they are not so nice, as you know. Elijah, they persecuted, he ran away here and there. But somehow, by the time of Elisha, somehow he is more welcome. So, he said the problem is the prophet. So, you please, if we do something with this prophet, Israel will be just crushed. Easily we can crush it. Okay. So, what did they do? They sent forces, strong forces, horses, chariots, strong forces they sent. They came to a particular place by the name of Dothan. This particular Dothan, they came here, Dothan. So, prophet was sleeping there. And the, uh, the king of the, the army of Syria surrounded the camp, the city. And so, when early in the morning, when the servant woke up first, he maybe not woke up first, but he went out, right? He went out, out of the house. And then he saw this whole army, horses and chariots, he was so frightened, fear. The enemy will always bring fear into our life, that is for sure. If they can bring fear, they can defeat us, isn't it? So, in our life, in each one of us, when do you face fear? Maybe when we are not able to get a job, maybe when we are not succeeding it quickly in our business. Maybe when things are not going and our health is not so good. Because of the pandemic and all, many of us, our health is not really normal as it used to be. We have so many complications. Maybe this brings fears into your life, in my life. Satan is expert in bringing fear. So, whatever fear you have today, it could be related to something like this, because that is what Satan wants to bring into your life, fear. If you are fearful of things, okay, it will disable you. You will not be able to think properly and defeat this on the way, because Satan works like that. Okay? So, <clears throat> The servant, obviously, he was very afraid. In Kings, Second Kings, chapter six, verse four, fifteen, and two, chapter two is written by mistake. Oh no, my lord, what shall we do? Chapter six, right? The servant said, Oh no, oh, there's so many. What shall we do? Elisha said, Don't be afraid. The prophet answered, Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Hallelujah. It's a it looks a bit crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, the servant looked 
around and he saw only Elisha and himself. But Elisha said, no, 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 you are afraid they look more than us, right? No, no, no. They, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Those who are with us here are more than those who are with them. So he doesn't have any fear at all. The prophet is at peace. He is not bothered at all by the assembly of the enemy. Now, this is very important. The word of the Lord often tells us in Isaiah, go and tell these people, be ever hearing but never understanding. Be ever seeing but never perceiving. We are able to see, we have the eyes, but we are not able to see. The problem is not the enemy. The enemy is always there. The enemy is always to tempt us, to discourage us, to pull us down in this world, not in heaven. As long as you're in this world, the enemy will be there. That is not the problem. The enemy's idea is to bring chaos, fear. The enemy's plan is to instill fear in us so that you know, we'll not be able to succeed, we'll not be able to see God's plan for our life. Enemy is not the problem, but we are thinking enemy as the problem. No, enemy is not the problem. The problem is not the the problem is not the problem. Okay. The problem is not the enemies, schemes and plans. The enemy the enemy's plan has been very clear from the very beginning. Lord Jesus later on he tells us the enemy is like a thief. He comes only to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it to have it abundantly. Lord Jesus told us the problem is not the enemy, the problem is us. We do not know how to defend. We do not, we are not able to see spiritual eye. We are not able to see with our spiritual eyes. We are not able to see God's plan of protection. God never says that you will never have problem in this world. You will never have temptations. You will never have temptation. You will never face any problem. He never said that. It will be there. But he, ha he is the one who has overcome the world. When Lord Jesus Christ came, he, since we didn't understand this reality, he came to enforce it, in other words. He came to tell us what it is. So it's very important Enemy brings fear to intimidate us. So he will bring what we can see. So what we see is only bringing fear or tempting us to things today. Some of the things we see, they tempt us. Some of the things we see, they bring fear. That's exactly happens, right? So what we see doesn't really encourage us. We are able to see God's word on Sunday, but we see the world six days a week. So it is very easy to be led astray by what we see six days than what we see on the seventh day, isn't it? So if we are missing on Sunday, even Sunday, you miss to see what God wants to show you, you will be easily defeated. At least Sunday is when we must 
be able to open our eyes and see the spiritual world, to see beyond what the physical eyes can see. So Satan is the one who brings these kind of tactics to bring fear or to bring temptation. So if you look at uh, TV, what, what else you see? If you just watch only TV, there are two things. So one thing will tempt you, another thing will bring fear. Most of the programs are like that. They are not, uh, you know, there to encourage us unless it is a religious channel, right? Most of the movies are to make money. Dramas and soaps, TVs, all these are so that we may stay clued to that program so that they may make money. They are not interested in, you know, lifting us up. So most of the things are bringing fear or tempting us, what we see. That's why, what did Elisha did in this situation? Elisha, what did he do? He prayed. Actually, he prayed three times in this scene, in this narrative. If you read this Second Kings chapter 6, in this paragraph, in this story, he prayed three times, which are very, very important. The first prayer is, of course, he prayed that the Lord may open his eyes. The Lord may open the eyes of his servant so that he may be able to see beyond what is visible. Have you prayed like that for others? People who are very worldly, people who are only thinking about worldly things, looking at worldly things are fearful or are tempted. Have you prayed for them? Have you prayed for yourself like that? Oh Lord, I have unnecessary fear. Lord, fear is really dangerous, you know? So, have you prayed for your friends? When you bring them to church, they think it's a club. <laughs> you invite them to church, but they cannot see the spiritual learning that is taking place. But they think it is a, a club of Christians, Christian club. Because they are not able to see. One time I was giving sermon and the guy who came, he was responding. <laughs> he was having conversation with me. I was very shocked. Because he didn't understand what is a sermon, basically. Because he didn't understand what is a sermon. He was not able to understand. So when we have, when we as a believer come together also, can people experience their spiritual, supernatural spiritual experience that they can never have anywhere else on the face of the earth? It is the local church where you can feel and where you can be taught the precious word of God. There is no place like the local church on Sunday morning. Club, yes, there are so many wonderful clubs around the world, but you never learn this spiritual truth. It's where people go to show off what they have and to entertain themselves and what kind of connections they have. It is their kind of place. But this is not a place like that. This is where our 
to affirm our connection, to affirm our loyalty towards God. Oh, how much we need the guidance from the Lord. We come for that purpose. How broken we are without his presence. We come for that purpose. We, want to, we long for the Lord's word. We come for that purpose. No for clubbing, no for any other purpose. Social meeting, no. So Elijah's prayer was, Elisha's prayer was that his eyes may be open. He's with him, but he doesn't see the same thing. I have seen a lot of people who come to church. They have been coming for years, but still not being able to open their spiritual eyes so that they are still skeptical about receiving Christ into their lives fully. How can you receive Christ into your lives, lives fully and dedicate yourself for water baptism without your spiritual eyes being open? You'll consider it's like social club. When the person's spiritual eyes are open, we don't even need to tell them, brother, sister, are you going to participate in this upcoming baptism? No, they, will, they themselves will say, I want to be part of this. Okay. Why? Because they already saw the spiritual things. They have experienced it. They have tasted the grace of God. Elijah wished that his servant can also taste and see what he is seeing. Because without seeing this, how can he be in the battle? In the days of Gideon, more than 30,000 people were there, but there are only 300 who are ready to fight. In other words, the 300 of Gideon soldiers are the people who have opened their spiritual eyes. They have no fear. Firstly, Gideon said, whoever is trembling, whoever has some fear, please go home. <clears throat> thousands of them went home. But there are still thousands of them once again. What did he do? He took them to the water. How they drink the water. There you can see the one who is spiritually ready. Say, you also go home. He took only 300. Why? In the presence of God, 300 is more than 30,000. Hallelujah. In the presence of God, even one person, Elisha, is greater than <clears throat> thousands of Aramean armies. He's more valuable, more worthy. In the spiritual battle, we are only seeing only physical battle, but there is spiritual battle going on. You, one person, is so important. Our country, there will be so huge changes and so big revivals and you know, amazing things happen if you, one believer, change and see things beyond what your friends are seeing. The prophet was at peace. But this guy was like so fearful, what to do? Oh Lord, oh my Lord, Master, what shall we do? So he opened his eyes, he looked, he saw hills full of horses and the chariots, not just chariots, chariots of fire. Who can defeat the chariots of fire? Impossible. He could see the special protection provided by God. Special protection provided by God, 
as he opened his eyes. Earlier he thought they have no protection. You may be thinking we don't have protection as believers, but there is protection is already provided by the Lord. If you are not able to see, you'll be trembling with fear. You'll be so afraid. But if you can see that, you'll be at peace. Even if the enemy assembled in thousands and in millions also, if the Lord's presence is with you, you have nothing to fear. The second prayer that Elijah did was, verse 18, as the enemy came down toward him, the enemy is not stopped. They still come down, right? Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elijah had asked. This is ruling the natural by prayer. Ruling by prayer. He's now controlling the natural with prayer. So don't look down upon prayer. When you see things impossible, just pray. Pray first. But we think first, so we get in trouble. But if we prayed first, things would have been different. Elijah had told them, this is not the city. Follow me, I'll show you. <laughs> he lead, lead them to Samaria. Samaria, they reach, it is only the Samaria is only part of Israel. So they are blind, so they just follow Elisha. Hallelujah. Okay. The enemy who has come to fight is incapable of fighting. They are blinded now. Elijah's second prayer was that they be disabled, in other words. They will have no power over us. They, are, they may be so much, but now they are at the mercy of people of God. The third prayer, Elijah prayed, verse 20. After they entered the city, Elijah said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so that they can see. When they opened the eyes, they looked, and there they, they were inside Samaria. When they entered, they are surrounded by Israelites. They are now inside, the, inside Samaria. They are not prepared to fight anymore. At that time, the king of Israel thought, okay, we must kill them. The king of Israel saw them. He asked Elisha, shall I kill them, my father? Shall I kill them? Do not kill them, he answered. Would you kill those you have, kept, who, who, those you have captured with your own sword or bow? bow? Set food, water before them so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. So he prepared a great feast for them, and then they had finished. After they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away, and they returned to their master. So the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. Hallelujah. The highlight is they stopped raiding Israel's territory from that time onwards. The prophet was not, uh, you know, happy at the killing of the enemy. What they want was they should stop invading. Because they keep invading, the, what is the reason? They want to destroy Israel. Israel wants to just exist. That was, it's always been like that for a long time, right? History is no much different from today, from what we saw in the Old Testament. 
The same God is at work. So that's why it's a bit, you know, interesting when we look at the history. Israel was not interested to invade the enemy's territory, but enemy was hell-bent on des destroying Israel. So the prophet was interpreting where they might come. The prophet was <laughs> telling the king of Israel where they might come, where they have set down the camp and everything. It was he who always revealed. So they want to capture the prophet, but then they once again, the enemy have experienced that how good the people of God are, hallelujah. Are we interested to see our enemies destroyed? No. It is not the pleasure of God for the wicked people to be destroyed. It is not his pleasure either. They may repent and they may not raid again. Because if they raid again, they will face the same problem. Israel, when they are more faithful, the laws, they have the, the full protection of the Lord. This is very important. As, so when they rebel against God, they don't have the protection of God. So they are, uh, the people whose eyes are open, they always write a new history. Even one person can challenge a nation. Pastor, give us an example. Okay, I'll give you one example. Moses. Moses, according to the scripture, I want us to read this portion from verse 24, Hebrews chapter 11. But chapter 20, uh, verse 27 is where the climax comes out. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Because he was looking ahead to his reward, verse 27, please see carefully. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. That's why I gave you an example as Moses. One, one person who can see who is invisible. Moses, Elisha, they are the people who can see the invisible God. So they are not afraid of the kings. He is also not afraid to leave all the pleasures of Egypt. He was a prince. He could enjoy all the pleasures of Egypt. He can get the best girls, the best wine, the best chariot. It's like the best car at that time. They don't have car today. Today, if you go to the, our prime minister's car, like Mercedes, BMW, and then it will be, you know, uh, bulletproof and everything. Not just bulletproof, it is some bomb-proof, okay, like that. American president, Indian prime minister, they have this. For these, those days, yes, chariots. He has all the pleasures that he can enjoy, the best of best. But he refused to be known as Pharaoh's daughter, meaning he refused to be known as prince of Egypt. 
He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He, he, he is like he is living very well. He earns very well. He is so self-sufficient, he can enjoy everything. How many believers are like that today who, are, who studied in the best institutions and they get a good job and they have no part for the church? They don't want to be part of the church. <laughs> they are kind of ashamed being part of the church. So they enjoy, they go out camping with their friends, uh, their colleagues going to, you know, sightseeing or touring here and there. Maybe go to Pattaya, Thailand, <laughs> go to Goa, you know. But they forget God. This is the reality that Moses was confronted. But Moses, at this point of time, he has not seen God parting the Red Sea. He has not seen the glory of God on Mount Sinai, the Shekinah glory of God that no other glory can ever exceed. He only saw the glory of Pharaoh. He has not seen the glory of God. But he saw who is invisible. Hallelujah. That's what the Hebrew tells us. He saw what is invisible, so even before he saw God parting the waters, God leading, providing them coil and manna on the desert, he already saw it with his spiritual eyes. That's what the scripture is telling us. How can you leave all these pleasures and be, choose to be mistreated with the people of God? only if your spiritual eyes are open. It doesn't make sense. According to the world, even coming on Sunday to worship the Lord is wasting of time. People don't want to come to Sunday services. Oh, we walk Monday to uh, Saturday. Pastors, you know, they are resting Monday to Saturday and they come and teach us on Sunday we don't want to listen to. <laughs> People are thinking like that, okay? But that's not true. That is the world. That is what you see. But there is something you don't see. Moses, Elisha, they are the people who can see the invisible. So, I can live everything. My, study, my, my palace life, the wealth, all the pleasures I can get. The best institute, he went to the best institute, he can get, you know, best horse, best car. But now he's suffering with desert people, nomadic people, Israelites. Is he crazy? No, he saw the invisible God. He saw the glory of God in heaven. It is not possible for anyone to follow Christ until they have that experience. So what can you do? Your friends are not able to see what you see. What do you do? Pray like Elisha. Pray for them. That they may be, their eyes may be open. Then they will see the spiritual protections, the abundant spiritual protection that the Lord has given us. So that you, have, you will never fear. There are a lot of people who come and who call me for, you know, prayer. What is the request? They have some fear. We don't, they don't even know that fear stopped them from sleeping properly also. 
then we, we pray. When we pray, the spiritual world is open. Their spiritual eyes are open, and they are able to see. They are, able, they are comforted, delivered. Because whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. When Elisha called upon the Lord, Lord, please open this guy. He cannot see it. He only saw fear. Please open his eyes. The Lord opened his eyes. He could see it. Even for many of our friends, we say, oh, going, coming to church, they don't see anything. How about we pray more, like Elisha? Pray for those whose eyes have not opened to the reality of the presence of God and the army of God always surrounding us for our protections. Pray that their eyes should be opened. Pray that we can also see the invisible, not opening our physical eyes only. May we can see beyond our spiritual eyes. When we do that, yes, amazing things will happen. And this is what this is how we can defeat our enemies. They are not happy to kill the enemy. He said, let them go back. They'll go back and they never raid again <laughs> because they know what will happen to them. They will be at peace with you. This is very important because a lot of us also, instead of opening our spiritual eyes, we are terrified by what we see, what we can touch, what we can see with our eyes. And that brings a lot of fear, a lot of instability, a lot of discouragement, and we fail to enjoy the presence of God. I hope that all of us can be like Elisha, all of us can be like Moses. Remember, one man, one man's faith, one man whose eyes, invisible eyes have opened, can is more worthy, more valuable than the whole nation. When Moses went up to Mount Sinai to take up the commandments, when he came down, the whole community rebelled against. Whole community, right? Aaron was there. They said, Aaron, please, this Moses, we don't know what happened with him. Okay? This Moses, what happened with him, we don't know. So make us an idol that we can worship. Aaron said, oh, very well, bring all your <laughs> ornaments, let's make idol. There are people like Aaron whose eyes are not also open, who will be influenced by the crowd. The crowd is looking at this movie, he also goes and watches this movie. He doesn't want to be left behind, okay? <laughs> the new trend is coming, he's also carried away by the new trend. They are like that, people who are easily driven by the world, what they see. But Moses, when he came down, he against the whole community, he started fighting with them. What have you done? You have done something very wrong. That is the one whose eyes is open. He will always be on the side of God, and the crowd cannot intimidate the huge number of people cannot intimidate. He says, I see the invisible. I hope that all of us can be the ones who praise hard so that we don't live only by what we see. We will see, oh, the protection, everything that the Lord has provided. 
I hope that all of us will be that kind of man of God. Amen. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give all the glory and honor to you, Lord, for giving us this precious word. Many times, Lord, we also live like the servant of Elisha. We are intimidated. We fear because of what we see. But today you have taught us to see beyond our naked eyes, to open our eyes and to see that your, your protection is always there for us. We have nothing to fear and you are with us. May we be the ones like Elisha, may we be like Moses, who, whose eyes are fully opened. We know one man's eyes that is open is more valuable, more worthy than even a whole nation. A whole nation can be defeated that way. May we be the ones who can see beyond what the naked eyes can see. Help us to pray. Help us to fall at your feet. Lord, this will change us and transform us. We thank you for everything. All those who will hear your word, may we live like that as well. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.